Section 56 of Old Rail Fence Corners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Old Rail Fence Corners. Edited by Lucy Leavenworth Wilder Morris. Mrs. E. R. Pond. 1843 after the indian outbreak the different tribes were broken up and outside indians called to the leadership a little wavy-haired indian named flute was one of these he had never learned to wear the white man's footgear with a number of others he was taken to washington he went as a chief and soon after his return came one day to my door he was a keen observer and i knew would have something interesting to tell of his journey so i was glad to ask him about it he began by saying that when he had seen the young indians all dressed up in suits of store clothes especially in long boots he thought they must be very comfortable he was very glad when he reached yankton to put on a suit of white man's clothes he said all those who were going on the trip were put into a car where there was not room to lie or sit down and were in it for two nights when he got off at chicago he found his feet and legs were very sore from his new boots when he saw all the people in chicago he thought it seems very strange that little crow should be such a fool as to think he could conquer the white man little crow had been to washington and knew how many men grandfather president had he knew he had a great many soldiers but he also knew he was having a big war there were so many people in chicago that i thought he must have summoned the young men from all over the country that we might be impressed by their number and they were all in such a hurry no one had time to stop anywhere we finally reached new york and were taken up up in a building and allowed to stay there and rest several days we wondered a good deal what they would do in case of fire but suppose they never had any we asked the interpreter about it one evening there was an unusual noise it was always noisy but this was everything noise then the interpreter came and said come quick now and see how grandfather fights fire we went downstairs quick and every man was calling as loud as he could all of a sudden we heard a great bell ringing and there were a number of those little men with horses hitched to something that looked like buffalo's paunch with entrails rolled around it they had a great many ladders and how they did it i don't know but they went to work like squirrels and climbed one ladder above another until they reached the top white men are wonderful they ran up just like squirrels and took the buffalo entrails with them through water zip pretty soon all dark fire gone we stayed in grandfather's country three or four weeks tobacco was plenty very strong no good we walked about in washington a good deal one day we saw some red willow on little island little bridge led to island we thought we could cross over and get some red willow to go with strong tobacco 
two or three went over to get it after they began to cut it one looked up and said why grandfather didn't want us to come here and there were men with little sticks and they just made a few motions and broke the bridge then we saw a boat coming as soon as it got through and the bridge was mended we thought we had better start back so we started over and pretty soon a train of cars was coming we couldn't go back were afraid to stay on bridge so dropped down and held on to beam while train went by bridge shook dreadfully we hurried back and thought we would use white man's tobacco as it was all the while flute was telling this story he was gesticulating with motions appropriate to the story and often reiterating little crow is a fool and crying hey mrs john brown 1852 the sioux indians did not often give a child to be brought up by white people but jane williamson aunt jane took little susan and david two very young dakota children to see what environment would do for the indian later they were placed in other families little susan though a sioux indian was dreadfully afraid of indians having always lived with the white people one day in eighteen fifty two when all the men about the two places were busy ploughing the field back of our house mrs whalen with whom little susan lived felt nervous as a number of indians had been seen about so she took little susan and come to spend the day with me her nearest neighbor the house was just a small temporary board one little susan asked for a piece of bread and butter and went out and sat on the indian mound by the house to eat it here the indians must have seen her for soon after she went back into the house twenty indians came into the yard and up to the open doorway the door not yet being hung twelve indians filed in and filled the room my baby was in the cradle by the door little susan mrs whalen and i were also in the room the braves began to ask questions about little susan is she good squaw we are sioux and love little sioux girl we want to shake hands with her they passed her along one handling her hand to another till the one nearest the door pushed her out the indians outdoors shot her through the arm and breast and she fell forward i seized my baby from the cradle and looking out the door saw that five or six of the indians had their feet on little susan's breast scalping her i screamed for the men who were hidden from view by the trees between the house and clearing when they reached the house the indians chippewas were gone for months afterwards arrowheads and other things which they had dropped in their flight were found about the place one large bundle was found in the yard there is a stone in memory of little susan in the bloomington cemetery often as i came up the hill from the spring with water an indian would softly cross the path in his moccasined feet and give me such a start that i nearly dropped my pail of water this spring is the one from which the minneapolis automobile club situated on the minnesota river draws its supply just a little west of the clubhouse is the place where little susan was killed also an indian mound and the marks of an old trail one day an indian walked into my house and asked me for a whetstone i gave it not daring to refuse him he sat down and sharpened his knife feeling its edge and pointing often 
and looking significantly at me a shakopee indian once said to mr james brown keeper of the ferry our pond's a good deal better man than your pond your pond preaches for nothing but our pond preaches for nothing and gives a good deal to the church mr pond once met a shakopee indian on the trail and neither would turn out for the other they ran into each other bump indians said ho mr pond said ho each continued on his way end of section fifty six recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida